right, Vaughn. They tell us you're a pitcher. You're sure not much of a dresser. We wear caps and sleeves at this level, son. Understood? All right, let's see what you can do. Nice velocity. Sounded like it. Jesus. How much? 96. Better teach this kid some control before he kills somebody. Just a bit outside. Hello, everybody. Welcome in, Harry Doyle Fantasy Baseball. Just a bit outside. Welcome in, I'm Travis Akins. We have a big week two to talk about. Five trades have gone down, and you can guess it. That's probably the big story. We'll get there here in a few moments. Tonight, I have found him. He is back. We have convinced him not to... Uh, invoke his opt-out clause for 2020, and he is returned uh, officially from his vacation. The one, the only, Justin Deering. What is up, Travis? Thank you for holding down the fort last week as I was on an adventure. As you can tell by the hat if you're watching the video feed, I was on an adventure last week called Reopening Public Schools. Uh-huh. Is that because what they call rehab? Oh, my gosh. It's where I felt like I was at. Put on my baseball hat now. <laughs> uh, man, I'll tell you, I appreciate you very much last minute, last week, being like, dude, are you going to make it? I'm like, uh, I've been sitting through a board meeting, and we're on public comment 104 of what turned out to be like 120. Yeah, I'm not going to – I laid on the couch no. in my office and cried for a solid – it was a 12-hour board meeting. So appreciate That's you covering for me. I am back. Schools gross. are opening. We'll find out. We have another board meeting tomorrow, so we'll see what happens. See what happens. Well, it's good to have you back. Welcome to Just a Bit Outside, everyone. This week, week two episode, we will touch base on the games that were. Look ahead, if we can, to the week that will be week three in this sprint that is 2020. And we will talk about those five trades. And you know what? It's a special week, big week here in Harry Dole Fantasy Baseball. I uh, I think we'll bring in a special guest, a third wheel to join us on this particular episode. But before we get there, we have first pitch. Dr. Anthony Fauci. And his first pitch was not great. Just a bit outside. All right, Travis, first pitch is the first leadoff segment of the show every week, and it is usually not baseball-related. A lot of people wanted me to talk about Joe Adele's amazing outfielding, but I'm sure that will come up <laughs> later when we discuss the uh, the trades that were made. Um, but I just went over to Twitter before we started and just rolled down the trending topics. And as you know, it's a big week in the political world as uh, Vice President Joe Biden is expected to announce his running mate for the election. What are you doing? Five minutes ago, the number eight trending topic on Twitter was R.I.P. Kamala. Do you know what that's in reference to? 
Uh, it's not. I'm gonna. Kamala. I'm gonna guess. I. Go it's ahead. not Kamala Harris. Funny thing is, it actually is Kamala Harris. <laughs> She's not dead. There's a wrestler whose name was James <laughs> Kamala Harris who died at age seventy today, but yet right now on Twitter. <laughs> R.I.P. Kamala is the number eight trending topic. And let's just put out people are confused as hell. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I'm confused. Wait a second. Twitter's trending rest in peace Kamala for a wrestler by the same name of the potential VP candidate of the Democratic Party. Okay, I'm not as confused yep. as I thought, but yeah, <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure everybody's confused. Yeah, a lot Justin, of people are I, uh, tweeting things. To the effect of what uh, what happened to Kamala? No, Kamala was a uh, wrestler from uh, back in the eighties, <laughs> but his name was James Kamala Dude. Harris. Next episode, we'll have Blake give a full report on him, since Blake is the Jabo WWE correspondent and insider. I told you that didn't get approved in the budget that position, and you scared me. You absolutely scared me with your lead-in. I was like, dude, why are we talking politics? What are we doing? What are you doing with this? My life every day, man. Yeah. <laughs> nice one. Well, let's introduce the third wheel here just a bit outside week two episode. You know what? We haven't had a chance because this has been the longest, craziest offseason that there ever has been in Harry Dole Fantasy Baseball, Major League Baseball for that matter. We haven't had a chance to talk to the newest owner in Harry Dole Fantasy Baseball. And so this week we bring in the one, the only, Dr. Bobby, owner, general manager of Extra 21s. Bobby, welcome to the big show. What's up, guys? Glad to be here. Pass on my condolences to uh, the family of the Ugandan giant, Kamala. Sorry to hear about his passing. I'm glad you knew it all. You weren't too worried about the possible VP candidate. You knew who the Kamala Harris was. Um, yeah. Welcome. So, Bobby, oh, yeah. I want to leave question i want to ask you a question now i want to uh i saw something on twitter earlier today a back and forth that happened between um or no it was in a text message can you please tell the story of your preacher at your church telling you that if any more cardinals test positive <laughs> you from the league for 20 games i think that's a great story to lead off with tonight yeah well he's a little upset by the hat i keep wearing reminding him of the 2011 world series and I feel like he's really singled me out. He uh, takes every opportunity yeah. to offer up punishments and things uh -huh. like that for my Cardinals fandom. So, Hey, uh, let me ask a quick question. When was the last time the Cardinals played a game? <laughs> yeah, uh, 2019, it seems like. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the Saint, don't get me down this. The St. Louis Cardinals are trying to single-handedly ruin a good thing right now the pit the pittsburgh series has been canceled i'm assuming the detroit series next weekend's on the docket i can't yeah, believe you're wearing that hat sir i i mean i think it's a good strategy because it's gonna be all about uh, winning percentage getting in the playoff yeah. <laughs> so you play seven games you win five of them you're in right Hey, he's got a point. The Marlins were in, are still in first place, actually, but they were in first place after their week off with a two and or a three and one record. So, I mean, it's not a 
it's not a bad strategy. I do want to commend Bobby for coming into the league in a very volatile time where we had just recently kicked out somebody who was non um, – Non, I'm, I'm sorry, we didn't kick him out. Travis kicked him out. Um, <laughs> and you took over a team that was in shambles, and, and it, it was ugly. And you jumped in. You refused to trade a couple of your prospects, which I find just crazy, but um, just because I want them. Uh, <laughs> but I just want to say welcome to the league. Welcome. Jump in this week. I mean, your first – I don't know if this was your first big trade that you made this week was a move, right? Didn't we make yep. a move this week? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a big. It was a big week for you with the move there. It was with my team, of course. Uh, Travis, you made a big move. Oh no, that's not true. I did. No. I, yeah, I got, yeah, Anthony I Rizzo. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're yeah, right. We'll talk my about Rizzo. I'm his first, Justin. <laughs> well, I'm his first. And you're his preacher, so whatever. <laughs> Show that from the pulpit. <laughs> Bobby, as the new guy. Okay, you you you've come into the league, and clearly it's been a weird off season. So, um, you know, COVID, everything else. But just a couple weeks in, um, kind of the off season experience. What's what's Harry Doyle fantasy baseball been like for you thus far? I it's been fun. It's it's crazy. Um, I've been a part of other leagues in the past. Um, maybe only one that's as uh, in depth as this one. And it was a roto league and um, not nearly as much fun, um, but I, I'm enjoying it. I love yeah. the banter on the text messages. Uh, seems like a good group of guys that like to give each other crap. So I'm all about that. That's because so, roto sucks. Uh, yeah. Roto, roto does suck. And it's good to know that you haven't muted the text message group yet. That's a win, I would yeah. say. Most guys, yeah. I'm guessing, have muted that sucker already. Um, any any difficulty, uh, what, a hard part, something you don't understand? What you, as you mentioned, and you, and you know, we talked about this before you officially came on board, taking over the franchise. But it's a pretty in depth league. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot to this, and we don't apologize for that. But is there any area that's been more troublesome or more in depth than you anticipated at least uh i think if i could go back to the um the 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 draft part i wouldn't have bid on some of the players i did the way that i did just keeping track of keeping track of total years and uh total salary um maybe tripped me up a little bit, but um, mm. I mean, I'm not super disappointed with, with what I got and how I did, but I probably would have gone back and done that a little differently. Just th that, that combination of keeping track of those two things is different for, from any other league I've been in. Well, I'll tell you, uh, Bob, you're not the only one to make that mistake. Um, before Phil Brown joined this league, he was my um, advisor so I would get on Twitter and say, hey, Phil, call. I've known Phil since early in college. Hey, Phil, call me. Let's talk. I've got this league. You're going to be in it someday when we have an opening. We're going to get you in it. But I need you to advise me on some contracts. And that was the year he advised me to sign Dustin Ackley to a five-year max contract and Gio Gonzalez to a five-year <laughs> max contract back when we had max contracts. Um, Gio just came off that contract about I think it was maybe at the beginning of last season was his first offseason as a free agent. We're talking Gio Gonzalez, who is not worth a penny. 
until about midseason when he gets picked up because he's so old. So it takes a little bit of learning curve to get used to. Obviously, no one's going to offer Dustin Ackley a five-year contract ever, and they shouldn't have ever, but I did. But magically, I traded him. Who would have thought I made a trade? And I won the championship that next year. So I guess nice. it works out. Maybe maybe it's in the maybe it's in the cards. It's in the cards. Yeah, un, unapologetically, the depth of this league, which uh, I at least – I'm thinking the other owners would agree with me. You come to love and like about what Harry Dole Fantasy Baseball is, and it does take time. And so, uh, you know, our bidding system's different. We know that. You know, some of the so we have some twists and turns along the way, whether it's extensions or designations or rookie contracts and all that kind of stuff. But man, even though you are a St. Louis Cardinals fan, we are glad that you are in Harry Dole Fantasy Baseball. I appreciate it. I'm excited to be here. Well, you're sticking around. We're going to yeah. talk uh, the rest of week two and everything that's gone down. And But first, we have to go with this week's big story. I hope you got yeah. me randomly going, wow, after that first one. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, we're still working through the the new equipment here, but new song, I don't really like a whole lot. We'll try to figure that one out, too. Big story week two, Harry Dole Fantasy Baseball. Big story is five, count them, five different trades in week two alone. It seems that we... Every year, at least the last two or three years, we have a week or two like this where some trades is kind of one trade snowballs into another and another. And this week, 2025 different trades have occurred. Let me run those down real quickly. And Justin, I want to start with you with your overall thoughts on just the trades in general. And then we'll start breaking these down just a little bit. The week began with the Los Tigres Aikens Army trade. Uh, that in, that included guys like Lance Lynn, uh, Victor Robles, and Dustin May, who, by the way, is getting the call up for week three, Harry Dole Fantasy Baseball. The week continued, Wichita White Wolves and censored by the commish connected on a trade and that included Walker Bueller and uh, Wichita White Wolves sending to Blake uh, Herman Marquez and Joe Adele. Adele would later be traded in the week. Los Tigres and Extra 21s connected. You two guys connected on a one-for-one one swap. Brendan McKay and Luis Castillo. And that, the monster of the week. The 12-player deal that went down between Aiken's Army and censored by the commission included names like, I'm not going to go through them all, Anthony Rizzo, Carlos Carrasco from the Aiken's Army side, and some prospects. Will Smith was included. The catcher, Will Smith, not the rapper and actor. Censored by the <laughs> censored by the commish sent to Aiken's army. A slew of prospects, including Joe Adele, Ian Anderson, JJ Bleday, AJ Puck, and uh, Key Brian Hayes. Not included there was Reese Hoskins on his rookie contract. And then the week ended with another Aikens Army move. Yes, that's three in one week with Beards of Glory sending Dallas Keuchel 
over to Beards of Glory for prospect Dylan Carlson of Bobby's St. Louis Cardinals. Justin, overall, five trades, one week. Woo! Yeah, first and foremost, I think it, we do always have about, I guess in this shortened season where we're looking at you know seven or eight weeks or whatever it is total, um, it's usually about week four that we see just a flurry of trades of people really figuring out where they're at. There's no time for that this year. There's no time to sit for two or three weeks and be like, okay, I'm going to see, hey, after three weeks, I can be one and two. I can go make a big move and I can get back in this thing. It was after week one. For me, it was after week one. I don't, I don't rely, I'm not very trusting in any pitcher in this league not to get injured. So I want to have as many as I can. So I've, I've, I'm stockpiling pitchers this week, is what it looks like on here. And then um, I know for, for you, Travis, it was, you know, I've got an opportunity to trade some contracts that are going away or some, some players that will help people be better now, but I can basically just build a future. And I think that's what you did in most of your moves. With Bobby, I feel like it was the same way. Luis Castillo is, uh, is expiring. He's not getting extended for 10. Why not go out and get a prospect who, yeah, prospects are gambles, but so's a, re- so's a starting pitcher this season. Everybody's a gamble this season, it feels like, because people are just dropping. Charlie Morton went down today. Who knows how, he, how long he's out. But my biggest takeaway from the week that was, was that we had Joey Gallo not get traded. <laughs> and that's the first time that's happened be. in probably five years. Yeah. Joey Gallo has not been traded, but I think we have a new Joey Gallo in the league, and I think his name is Walker Bueller. He has been traded yeah. so many times in the last three years, and I don't feel like he's going to get traded again unless somebody blows Chris socks off because Chris is really good about getting his players he wants, sitting with them, riding them out and seeing what happens. Plus, does he need to make a move? He's outscoring us all by like 100 points again. Yeah. So Walker Walker Bueller, by the way, original Army property. Bobby. And I've had it. And everybody's had it. So. <laughs> Bobby, first experience of the Harry Doyle fantasy baseball trade flurry. What's your takeaway? What What's the big takeaway here with five different trades this week from you? Uh, two things building for the future and mortgaging your future. Uh, I felt like there were uh, a couple teams that uh, are looking ahead and trying to build myself included. Uh, I, you know, what I inherited, uh, I'm trying to build something. Uh, And then I thought maybe there was at least one team that uh, pretty much just mortgaged away the farm. So you know, here on just a bit outside, we keep it unbiased. That's why we bring in special guests. Yeah. So, um, you know, me and Travis just like to say that everybody did a great job. So, Bobby, if there's anybody in particular that you want to talk about or any trade you want to speak about, it can be mine because I think mine was great with Travis. Um, feel free. I, I, I see what you're saying. I think I think we do have owners that – I, I will be the first to admit, if you scroll back through the history of this league, my name's on more trades than anybody in this league. True. And Blake, Blake gives me crap all the time. Chris gives me crap all the time about how the hell do you take the team you have and flip it, and it looks completely different the next year, but yet you still find a way to stay in the top half of the league. And then we had the conversation this week when Trade Talk started on Monday and our Marco Polo that me and Travis have with Blake, I think Blake said, if you make it through the week with your core five in, in, in hand, I'll be shocked because you don't do that. Well, I will put it on the record on the podcast. 
that the core of the Tigris is here and the core of the Tigris is not going anywhere because the core of the Tigris that I have right now have come from everybody else's team and they finally found a home and they're happy here. <laughs> Nolan Arenado is not asking for a trade. Tatis seems to love where he's landed. So I – Playing pretty well. I mean, for real. Best player in the league right now. Yeah, if you look at yeah MVP um, for sure. But I just think that it was obvious that there was teams that were saying, hey, maybe this sprint is a perfect opportunity for me to, in Travis's sense, build for next year, but possibly still compete this year in a sense. But really, most time when we start seeing these trades, in my opinion, we have two or three, four teams, theoretically, realistically, that were like, those are the four top-tier teams that are fighting for a championship. This year... I think there, I mean, anything could shake out where any of the 10 teams to an extent could make the playoffs, could be in the mix just by having bad weeks. Last week was a bad week for the Tigers. Two more bad weeks for the Tigers, and we're not in the playoff mix. And maybe that bumps up somebody like a Blake or bumps up Van Buren boys or bumps up somebody else that may, maybe didn't think they were in that area. Not that any of those teams didn't think they were in that area. But this is a different situation where you can go out and make those trades and build for the future or just rock it and stack it for this year for a quick sprint and a quick bobblehead. Yeah, I think I think Bobby hit the nail on the head here. You know, uh, this week is, I, I think, a perfect a example of this. Um, you know, every trade should ha- – shouldn't it? I don't think – my two cents. I don't think trades should have winners and losers. I think they should benefit both teams. And – Trades like this week, though, have a very tunneled focus depending on which franchise you are discussing. Future focus, now focus. Okay? And I'm going to speak from an Aikens Army perspective for just a moment. You know, Aikens Army, clearly, we had, you know, we blew everything up after last year because, well, we had to. We didn't have the contracts. Um, You know, I went into the offseason with two guys under contract, two. And so I'm building a whole new thing uh, from almost scratch. And so especially when we had our our long COVID break and we went to a short season, I personally went back to my drawing board and said, okay, um, I want to capitalize on every single player that I can in 2020. I want to capitalize for, as Bobby pointed out, the focus of the future of Army. I want, I, you know, I want to capitalize on Lance Lynn. I think Lance Lynn's great. I think he's a Cy Young candidate, especially in a 2020 type season. I think Lance Lynn's got a is going to have a fantastic season. But what Lance Lynn did for Aiken's Army was it provided future pieces, future potential. That that I can build around cheap contracts, rookie contracts that that army can can build around in the future. And on the flip side of things, you had teams like censored by the commission, like Los Tigris this week, like Wichita White Wolves that were building for now. Right. Wichita White Wolves is a great example of this. They gave up, you know, a highly touted prospect in Joe Adele to get Walker Bueller. Now Walker Bueller is going to have, you know, at least three more years under Wichita White Wolves control here, but um, Walker Bueller is also a pretty good pitcher. Even now, he might be struggling a little bit, but you would expect he's going to straighten that out. And so um, week five trades are all about 
one of two things, future or now. That's how I see things, and, and um, these trades were exactly to what you made the point of, Justin. There were there are teams like Los Tigres that said, you know what? I got a shot here, and I'm going to take my shot. And I absolutely applaud that. Every single time I will applaud that because teams that take the shot are teams that are competing at the highest level to win the bobblehead. And that's what we're here for, I think. Not prospects. I'd love to have a ball. I'm not giving up, by the way. I'm not giving up 20. May look a little different, but I'm I'm shooting for playoffs. Well, I think you I think one thing that you said there was um, you know, just how you've had to more how you've had to work through that 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 whole contract situation you've had, but yet here you sit week two building the team that you built. And maybe the record isn't that great because you went up. Unfortunately, you went up against two huge points. Oh yeah. We'll get to that later. But when it comes to points, you know, points scored this this year, you're in sixth, sixth place. That's only sixty points. That's thirty points a game out of the playoffs. If we're looking at points, obviously the record's going to change things up. But you've done with your team. You've done what you need to do to where next year you've put yourself in the driver's seat. As we look at two new teams coming in with clear bankrolls, you've put yourself in the conversation to be able to make a move for the big names that are potentially possibly coming out. Who knows if they'll come out because they were supposed to come out this year. Yeah. <laughs> but you've put yourself in a situation where if you would have held on to some of those contracts and not moved to get more players for cheap, you wouldn't even be able to get in the same room with those expansion teams with an empty checkbook. Yeah, Uh I want to talk about the expansion as part of these trades for just a second. Bobby, have you ever been a part of a fantasy league where you had expansion at any point? Uh, yeah, actually, I in the Roto League I talked about, I was an expansion team. Okay. And, and, I mean, you don't have to go through all the details, but just generally, how did the expansion adding teams go in that particular league? Uh, it was dicey. Um, I'm actually, again, just props to – to this league, to Harry Doyle, I uh, I feel like the plan for adding, uh, at least what I've heard so far, is is a good one. Um, I think the league I was in, it was it was kind of a mess, mm-hmm. and it took a couple of years for the expansion teams even to get settled before we even really felt like we were part of the league or could even compete. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think you know, I think. It is incredibly an important aspect, and every owner has known this since February, so there's no excuses. You've known since February there's going to be two more teams added to this league in 2021. And again, let me speak from an Aikens Army perspective. That absolutely played into decisions I made in in my trades because you – you uh, referenced Justin a couple of big names, right? Mike Trout and Mookie Betts is who you're talking about. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems unlikely they're going to get extended at like sixty and forty dollars, whatever it is. You know what? You know what those expansion teams have that we don't? Cash, lots and lots of cash. So you go to a short season like this, you, you know. I, I think from a future building perspective, what turned out, and I'm speaking for myself more, uh, more, not for anybody else, but what turned out is 
look, I have something those two teams are not going to have. I'm going to have uh, prospects because they're not going to be able to build from the, the at least initially, they're going to have to start from scratch in that area. And yeah, they might be able to put a pretty good roster together from year one, which we want. We want competitive teams, but they're going to take, they're going to have to take time to build up the, the farm system that we're talking about. Not every owner cares about their farm system. All right. And so thinking about these trades in those terms, I think is incredibly helpful. And so Bobby, I want to go back to you looking at the five trades of week two. Who's the winner, the team that won and a particular trade trades for the week. Who's the team that won the trades of week two? Well, I think if you go back to the two the the two goals of the trade, it kind of depends on what you're looking at. I, I would say just as someone who is also building that uh, the army probably won the week as far as prospects go. I thought that trade was definitely one that set set them up for the future. Um, but, um, I think, uh, I think the wolves and, and, uh, Tigres are setting themselves up to get a bobblehead this year, which is, you know, that's, that's important to them and they can do that. So I, you know, I guess it depends on which way you're going. Yeah, absolutely. And what about the flip side? Who, who lost? Who's the big loser of week two's trades? <laughs> well, uh, I would say censored by the commission is probably the biggest loser this week. And I, and I would say while I get the strategy, I don't know that the, I don't know that the price was as good as the payoff's going to be. The man knows how to get asked back on a podcast. Who did best? <laughs> the two guys who host the freaking you, thing. That's exactly right. <laughs> you, okay. You're in the future. You're getting a text message in the group right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right now, you're getting yeah. a text message. It's probably either an eye roll or a middle finger. You pick whichever one you want. Now we're going back to the that first time I get to mute the text chat. <laughs> exactly. I muted Look, it for the first time this offseason. It was beautiful. Haven't unmuted it yet. You know, I mean, and I think I, th I think one of the beautiful things about this particular fantasy league is that every owner is in different places. Um, I I would love it if every owner was all in right now, but some guys, Aiken's Army's one of them, looked at the prospects of their current roster and their structure and said, you know what? I don't think I can build around Gary Sanchez and Glabar Torres alone. I'm going to need other potential cheap, controllable, you know, high ceiling guys that will allow me to take on bigger contracts down the road. And so Los Tigres, all in. Aiken's Army, I'm in, but I'm also, you know, I'm also willing to give guys or, you know, I'm willing to look to the future at the same time, just like extra 21s are in this 2020 season. And neither one of those is wrong. Neither one of them. They're they're good places, Justin. I don't want to take away from, you know, the people that didn't make moves this week as well. I think um, one thing you're going to see is this thing, and I think it's in the next two weeks, honestly. I think you're going to, if after this week comes out, we see what the the, um, the standings look like. It's when we can tell it's only four games, right? 
but we can go into next week when that ends, and you'll you'll start to see if there's going to be a separation between playoffs and non-playoffs. Are those teams in the bottom going to start calling those teams at the top and saying, hey, if you're all in, come and take it. And it's those guys that have prepped up a prospect run, high-ranking prospects that they are using as cash, those who have young contracts that may not be everyday players or willing to part with. It's going to be interesting. I think that's the. I, I think I texted you this probably four or five times. COVID in a short season makes this the most strategic and honestly the toughest season of fantasy baseball that I have done since I started playing back in college, if not before. Because every day, either you test positive, a pitcher's shoulder, shoulder blows out, or you just realize, hey, they're going to go ahead and bring up somebody and start yep. playing him, and he's going to rock. He's, I mean, the guy, Anderson Tejada, they bring him up. He has two great games. Go grab him. It's only a short sprint. A, yep. a, a, you know, a hitting streak or a hot, a slump, Rugnet Odor is perfect. In this situation, our normal Rugnet Odor slump is the season. Anderson Anderson Tejada comes up and plays great for 40 games. He's in the – I mean, it's it's such a different dynamic of these short games. I'm interested to see what someone like Ebony and Ivory does. They've got a solid lineup that's putting up a ton of points. But, they're. I mean, are they going to want to jump in and find a move to go all in? Beards of glory. Bolden Beavers lost a game this week, uh, went one and one this week. They're right there on the fringe scoring a lot of points. Are they going to go make a move maybe to add to that offense because that pitching staff's stupid? But it's just like, who's going to do what? And instead of waiting 20 weeks to watch it unfold, we have the privilege, unfortunately, in the time that we're in, to see it all happen in seven. And it's yeah. it's it's crazy. My text messages at work, I had to turn it off for a little bit and actually, like, you know, reopen public schools. <laughs> and actually work. Look, uh, trade deadline is the end of week five, Sunday, August 31st, which – just because this is COVID year, um, is a day before Major League Baseball's trade deadline. And so I think you're right. I don't think this is the last week we're going to see of a flurry of moves. I, I, I At least one more is my guess. I think you're, we're, once we start seeing separation, those two visions of future and now will come back together. We're going to see more trades. And we're going to see more uh, you know, uh, moves like this uh, in this particular weird sprint that is 2020 what a week what a flurry of moves and uh you know i'm sure we'll continue to hear opinions on on everyone's moves as we head in to week three um but i you know i want to take a break i want to take just a, a quick pause justin i'm kind of curious what's what's in the uh the old cabinet behind you There's baseball stuff in that baseball cabinet. stuff, baseball you stuff, know, and we're talking cards. You know the audio, the audio podcast version doesn't get all the graphic effects that we're doing these days. That's why we should post the video, yeah, to YouTube and let them go watch the video. Because I would love to see for some people to see the response Bobby had as you read those trades off. Because I think you forgot <laughs> he was on video. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so as we talked about two weeks ago before I took a week off, I'm back into the baseball card trading thing. And the crazy thing a about week baseball cards, off. Um, the crazy thing about baseball cards is 
as a player does well in this short season, you see their their value skyrocket and you can sell their cards. So one card I'll bring out tonight is the newest member of the Los Tigres, Lance Lynn. Just Lance because I like Lynn. that he's on my team now. Whatever. Wait. Throw it on the ground. That's not the card I'm talking about tonight. He's I'm talking not about fat. the card. That it's a it's a it's an artist rendering. It's one of those old school Diamond Kings where they did the drawings. Oh. So they the made the card him I want to talk about tonight. Yeah, he's he's not fat, no beard. The card I want to talk about tonight is seeing yes, its value grow exponentially based on the week the player had. And that would be none other than this is a one of 35 wow. autograph. JJ Blade, <laughs> the newest member of the Aiken Army's farm system. JJ, it's this. I'm actually legitimately, this kid's never played a game in the major leagues and it's currently That's, for sale on eBay and okay. I'm selling it for 45 bucks. Okay. Would, would you sell Aiken's army owner to a much cheaper price? Like probably give not. it to him. Based on my wife's input on how much money I've spent on baseball cards. Probably not. <laughs> you're not, you're not going to help the newest owner of JJ Bladeg just get his card. I tried to pull all the people you picked up this week through the prospects, and I couldn't—I had them all laid out, but I couldn't find Ian Anderson. I know I have his card somewhere. What but a I mean, list! I, it's awesome. I, I, baseball cards are back, and so is Justin. And so are the Tigers. Baseball stuff. Baseball stuff. Baseball stuff. Oh, end of week three. Harry Dole Fantasy Baseball just a bit outside. We, uh, As we record this, we are in a rain delay in the bottom of the 10th of Sunday Night Baseball. And so that means uh, the Indians are up 5-4 in the bottom of the 10th, meaning Fantrax isn't updating. So we're going to muddle through this just a little bit. I'm writing um, it down as we go right now. Okay. Uh, Aiken's Army goes 0-2 in Week 2 Fantasy Baseball, going up against um, the former top dogs of Pedro Serrano Division. We have no divisions. Wichita White Wolves and Los Tigres, Beards of Glory, goes 0-2 after a 2-0 start in Week 1 to the Van Buren Boys and Ebony and Ivory. Bolding Beavers go 1-1. Defeating the extra 21s and losing to Los Tigres, censored by the commish, takes one victory over Bobby's extra 21s. Extra 21s, if you're not counting, 0 and 2. Is that 0 and 4 on the season? 4. Yeah. 0 and 4. Uh, but Ebony and Ivory with the second highest points of the, le- of the week. Nope. Third highest points of the week. Defeats. Say again. 328 Los Tigres was one. Yes. Okay. Sorry. My bad. Uh, Ebony and Ivory over Blake censored by the commish. Tigris over those beavers. I mentioned that one. Royal Ruckus. There we go. Uh, Royal Ruckus loses to Chris's Wichita White Wolves and to the Van Buren boys. They go 0 2 on the week, which I think they were winning, if I remember right, that Van Buren boy game a good chunk of the week, but end up losing. So, Justin, looking at week two, um, where are we? What does this mean? Do we have any insights on uh, on the top teams, top tier, lower tier, any of that? I think we've got, I mean, obvious, and we said this before it started, Wichita White Wolves has put together a team 
won the last two championships. It's still strong. Adding to their pitch, pitching staff with Walker Bueller, obviously hoping Walker Bueller rebounds a little bit from the slow start, but they're putting up points. I'll be honest, Ebony and Ivory, I it's a surprise, not not in a disrespectful way. I'm just surprised that it is. It is like the points they're putting up is impressive, and it's, they were supposed to. Hear, it really exactly is. Be here tonight to talk about his team, but just looking up and down the team, like there's big names on this team. You got Charlie Blackman, you've got JD Martinez now on that pitching staff. I mean, he's getting good points from from Aaron Nola. He's getting good points from you know Garrett Richards having a couple decent ten. It just it's all like looking at the lineup. It's like okay, it should be a good team, but I didn't expect it to be like just putting up three hundred plus a week so far in every game. Yeah, you know, and I think the biggest contribute. There's three names that stick out to me as big contributors to Ebony and Ivory's resurgence here in 2020. Um, you didn't have Salvador Perez last year, and Salvador Perez and those Kansas City Royals are doing really well in 2020. 26 and a half points here in week two. All right, let's talk about Jose Ramirez. Are we talking good Jose Ramirez or bad Jose Ramirez? We are talking good Jose Ramirez. 25 and a half points here in week two. And then I, I want to make mention, and because I admittedly have a baseball man crush on this guy, Charlie Blackman of the Colorado Rockies. Big contract. You know what? He's living up to that Harry Doyle contract this year. 42 points in week two, and I believe he was in the 30s, if not 40s, in week one of Harry Doyle Fantasy Baseball. I think those three names alone have elevated Ebony and Ivory, especially that offense. Uh, You're right. This is a team uh, that has a legit shot at bobblehead uh, based off these first two weeks. Bobby, I want to turn to you in the extra 21s. You're 0-4. What's the headspace of the new guy and the new owner going 0-4 to start his Harry Doyle career? Uh, disappointed, but cautiously optimistic. I feel like I've got a plan, and my plan was not to come in and destroy everybody year one because I've been in enough leagues to know that with what I was left, what I inherited, that probably <laughs> wasn't going to happen. Uh, so I'm going to stick to my plan and uh, try to score some points, but also keep building for future years. The great thing about this league is, like, if you have patience and have a plan, it 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 will work. Whether yeah. it works to a bobblehead or it just works to not going 0-4 at the start of next season – um, I will tell you, I actually spoke to the owner of the team from before you today. And basically, <laughs> advice he gave me for my seven-year-old, I, we picked the wrong owner. He knows a lot about Pokemon, but seems to not know much about baseball. So, uh, Brady, if you're out there listening, I love you. I appreciate what you're doing. You're helping my kid get into the Pokemon game. But um, you left uh, you left our boy, uh, Dr. Bobby, here, a big fat turd to deal with this year. And... Um, you owe him. You owe him something. So, you know, there, five or some booze or something. <laughs> there is a lot to be said to a plan because, mm-hmm. and now let's and we can connect this to trade talk as well. You know what? What's the thing that gets a trade done? Well, it starts with actually responding to messages, right? Step Being one. engaged in the league is always the best first step. The second 
step, but this is my two cents. The second step to all this is having a direction and knowing your direction and trying to play, you know, play out your your playbook, right? Uh, extra 21s, you've you've told me this, Bobby. It's clear you're in a rebuilding mode. You are in a place where you're you know your prospects for 2020, right? Mm-hmm. But you're engaged in the league, you have a plan, and you're trying to work it. And in this league, you can't you can't necessarily have a quick turnaround. It's it, you know playing out the way you want things to go and, and getting the pieces and so forth. That takes a little time in Harry Dole fantasy baseball. And, you know, I think the new owners next year are going to find that out too. Yeah. Well, and I will I think- say as much as the, the active roster left a lot to be desired, I, I was, I've been pretty satisfied with the minor league roster I inherited. So I think it's a good, good building block. Those guys were on my team two years ago. Luis Robert and Wander Franco, yeah, that was me. I got a good deal out of it, got somebody good and made a run to the playoffs. But I think, I mean, a plan is important. But I think also, I mean, I think if you had Blake sitting in the fourth spot, the fourth chair tonight, he would say that Justin has no plan. Justin goes at it wild and crazy. Justin <laughs> I have a plan, and I, ha- I I have my my spreadsheet, but I'm also open to every text message that comes through. Even if I know the minute yeah. someone says, "Hey, what's it going to take to get Ronald Acuna Jr.?" My answer is your entire roster. You're not <laughs> going to do that. But I will start the conversation because honestly, Travis, if we're going to be transparent, our Lance Lynn talks have been going on since the first day of the season, since opening Absolutely. day. I talk and you it reached. Was- Opening day. Opening day. I said, hey, let's talk Lance Lynn. I know you're going to deal with him at some point. I'm interested. Let's get after it. Uh, if we're being honest, Bobby, before the season started, I reached out about Castillo, who I got this week. But how many conversations have gone in between that where, Travis, you got a couple text messages for me that had a thumbs down and said, hell no. And it wasn't – it got a little crazy at points, but then magically we met in the middle and we both came out in a point where we feel like our teams are better today than they were yesterday. So absolutely have a plan, answer some text messages, trade me all your players. A little screen Week share, huh? Three is upon us. Uh, getting ready for the big the big ending, the big finale wow. here. A little behind the scenes talk. Week three, Herdo Fantasy Baseball is upon us again. Double headers are here. Your season could change in a week. Extra 21s and Aiken's Army. Bobby, you and me, first time. Let's uh let's see how that goes with our new with a, a revamped rosters a little bit. Aiken's Army <laughs> is win. also taking yeah. Aiken's <laughs> Army also taking on Bolding Beavers. Extra 21s also taking on Royal Ruckus. Royal Ruckus facing Justin's Los Tigres and Beards of Glory in week three. Land will take on Blake, censored by the commish as well this week. And then it looks like we have Wichita White Wolves and Ebony and Ivory, the always hopeful smack talk game of the week, but never quite lives up to the smack talk you'd like to have between Chris and Zach game of the week. And uh, it's difficult to look through this with double headers. So Ebony and Ivory taking on the Van Buren boys. Van Buren boys also with Blake censored by the commission. And finally, Wichita White Wolves 
and Beards of Glory in Week 3. Justin, is there a game of the week with all these games? It's obvious that it's Ebony and Ivory versus Wichita White Wolves. One of those teams will leave that week without being an undefeated team. They both can't win. That gives, I mean, you know, in a short season like this, that one loss gives somebody opportunity because those there will only be one undefeated team left after next week. So that tightens those top tier teams together that are looking at one or two losses possibly. And again, in a in a sprint like this, one down week from the Wichita White Wolves pitching staff or offense, one down week from the same thing from Ebony and Ivory, they go 0-2. That changes the entire rest of the regular season, in my opinion. Bobby, any games stick out to you of the upcoming week besides ours? Uh, I mean, ours is top of the list for me. Absolutely. Looking for some more love from the pulpit. Um, the uh, No, I'm, I'm with you. I think the Wolves and – Ebony and Ivory will be a fun one. Yeah, I think that's a that's a pretty important game and and record obviously, but points, right? Can Ebony and Ivory and Wichita White Wolves have three weeks in a row of three hundred plus points? Because as we've talked, yeah, maybe it was me last week uh, talking to myself, but you know I think points are going to be pretty important, especially when you talk about that fourth and final playoff position. And, and, you know, both these teams are looking not for fourth place. Uh, they're looking at the top of the mountain. But those points are going to become important because there's going to be potentially a very small window in the record uh, between one through four. And so points are going to come down to it. So, you know, I think that's a big week. I, I think Bolding Beavers, you know, I think this is a week where, where Land can start to make a move uh, towards the top of you know top of the tier if, if bolding beavers is going to be there so uh, just bolding beavers in general not necessarily the matchup that's a th- that's a team that I want to pay attention to a little extra closely this week Travis, I'm excited to uh, I'm excited just to see you know how this uh, this week turns out I'm looking forward to waxing the dolphin this week what? I have no idea what you're talking about. Harry Doyle, Fantasy Baseball, week two in the books. Five trades, five trades. Teams looking ahead, looking to now. Week three is upon us. Bobby, thanks for joining us. Good luck to you. Not against Aiken's Army, of course, but good luck to you. For Justin Deering. For Dr. Bobby Kern, I'm Travis Akins. So long, everybody.